What's going on, Canes fans? We are back with another episode of All Canes Radio Podcast. I'm with my boy, Harry, here in the shop at All Canes. Harry was good. You know, it's another day, and uh, people are coming in and shopping and getting ready for Father's Day, which is coming around. And, uh, you know, we're looking forward to another great guest today. I mean, I see that. Like, we can't even start the show. People coming in left and right. It's the most I've ever seen in yeah, here. Yeah, before we started the show, I didn't have anybody in. So, you know, I guess that's the, the way it works. They you must know? have heard I was coming. That's why they yeah, came through. Well, they wanted to take a picture with the black No, they, they heard that our guest, was, they thought he might be here in person. So that's they, all, true. they were lining up out front that's since true. like 8 o'clock this the morning. The ladies were lining up in yeah, college they, they were. with this guy back in college. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, he had the smile. At the U, that is Sonoris Moss, wide receiver of Miami Hurricanes, 2002 to 2005. Sonoris, what's good, my brother? And what's up? What's up, B? What's up, Harry? How y'all doing? We are well. We're chilling, man. We're not as good as you. Like, you know, I, I turn on the TV and I see Coach uh, Coach Moss over here with a bunch of kids screaming and running at you and stuff like that. So is that what you got going on? A big movie star? Is that what it is? Yeah, man. I'm, I'm, I'm in the entertainment industry, man, out here in L.A., um, back and forth between Miami and L.A. But, yeah, man, I'm L.A. doing commercials. I'm doing film, um, anything, man. I'm in front of the camera, I'm behind the camera, just having fun, enjoying myself. Look, I I, I have a gripe to to go with a, a, a show I've watched, and I think they needed your help or they needed you to play the leading role. Because I don't know if you've seen the, the, uh, the show All American. Yes, I have. Okay. Watch it all the time. Did you see how he broke down a guy of his routes? <laughs> I actually saw that. And it's the funny thing about it, um, the main guy who was about, Spencer. Okay. Like the real guy, Spencer. You play with him uh, in the Giants, I'm, right? He played for the New York Giants, but I'm a lot older than him. So okay. when he got to the Giants, I was in Philly at the time. So I didn't get an opportunity to meet him then, but I met him in L.A. You know, we, um, we connected in L.A., and I was on set quite a few times doing some background stuff and did some principal background work for All-American as well. So I had an opportunity to meet him then. But, yeah, man, I did see that episode, man, when he did that route. And everybody was like, that was like, <laughs> or um, when they were on Twitter, man, they was, <laughs> they was talking about that the entire time on Twitter. It was terrible. Remember. I'm like, yo, if you're yeah. at least going to get a, an actor, at least know how to come out of a break. They chopping your feet yeah. with the way your hands. I was like, oh, my God, what is going yeah. on? I heard they got him coached up, though, man. I heard they got him coached up, and he's doing well. And uh, maybe we'll see some more stuff soon. I mean, hey, listen, it, it is a great story. I think the show was, you know, it was a good show. Um, I actually met Spencer when he was in New York because okay. after, after you left, Beeson then exactly. joined them in 15. So they were teammates. So when we were up there one time, stuff like that, and I was like, this is the same guy from the show, like, I thought it's just he was completely different in the show than what you met. You know, I was like, "That's the same dude." Oh, he kind of like kind of like a thug on the on the show. I don't know about that. I, I don't know about I that. Mean, but, you know, they had to they had to switch everything around. You know what I'm saying? It's like some things are are true to the story, and some things aren't. You know what I'm saying? Facts. So that's Hollywood um, for you, right? Yeah, they got to yeah, change yeah. it to to hit the the needs of their audience. You know, they don't want just plain old right. good guys or something like that. You know, they got to make it sound a little different. Like who's a good? No one likes good dudes. Well, we're yeah, bad, but you can't make it guys. too bad either. So you got to kind of mix it up, you know, or you try to direct it in one direction or another. I mean, he knows about directing, right? Yeah, I do. I've seen quite a, quite a few directors do their thing, man. So, you know, being a part of the entertainment industry and uh, being an actor, you get to learn so much. You know, you get to learn what's in front of the camera, behind the camera, production, yeah. everything that goes on. So, now, Sonora, you, you were a criminal justice major, if I remember right. Correct. Yes, so how did you end up on the West Coast in movies and directing and all that kind of stuff? 
I mean, for, for myself personally, it's always something that I wanted to do. I mean, I can think back when I was a little boy performing for my grandmother at her house in front of her friends. And um, even before then, I mean, even after that, you know, going to high school, I was a model in high school. I did model for Sports Authority and Foot Action and, and Finish Line. But when I got to the University of Miami, of course, I had to, you know, I couldn't do all of those things because of NAAC rules. I couldn't get paid. I couldn't do all of those things. So my main focus was football. So once I got drafted, I got back into it. But then being in the NFL, your schedule is all year round. You're, you're, you're basically preparing for the season. But um, here and there, I would go out to auditions. I would book certain things. And when I stopped playing in 2013, I was like, hey, man, this is it. This is what I want to do completely. I mean, listen, you, you definitely benefit now with this 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 new rule that's coming in July 1st with this uh, name, likeness, and imaging. You know, Sonoris would have been killing it back in the day yeah, if you were able to get some money and stuff yeah. like that to keep the modeling going. Have you, you heard of this likeness thing? What do you think about it? Yeah, I, I think it's time. I think it's time for these guys, man, for these young young men to, you know, to receive some compensation for their names and for their likeness. But at the same time, I think it's important that they be taught how to take care of those take care of those funds. You know, I mean, it's one thing just to get paid, but if I'm young and it's getting a whole bunch of money. Now I don't know what to do with it. I can basically spend that money real fast. You know, so it's important for them to definitely get paid for their likeness, but it's also important for them to be educated about, you know, what they should do with those funds once they get it. Well, see, the other thing is, is what you were talking about, he was doing modeling before he went to school. Yep. Okay. So he was actually monetizing himself before he became a college athlete. And then at that's the point where they said, oh, well, you can't do that anymore, which really isn't fair because one really had nothing to do with the other. Okay. He already had a career in modeling or was doing it and they wouldn't let him. So I think this is the area that I think is a better way for some guys or girls to make money that, you know, they couldn't before. You know, because I think this is something, you know, how many kids were kid models and they do it all the way through their teenage years and beyond. But when college came a calling and you were playing football, baseball, tennis, whatever, they said you can't do that anymore. So I think this is another area that they'll benefit in that they couldn't before. Yeah, I attempted the modeling thing, but it wasn't for my face. It was for my feet. So it was like, yeah, your face is going to we can't do you for modeling. You might scare these kids. Radio feet, huh? All right, Sonoris, let's take it back to high school. You know, Carroll City, CC, you know, you're coming yes. out, wide receiver. So, you know, you probably had your pick of the litter when it came to colleges. Why Miami? Um, for me, man, it was, Miami was home. You know, um, of course I had, you know, I wanted, you know, I had Florida looking at me. I had North Carolina State, LSU, Hawaii, Colorado State. It was so many different schools. You know, being that young and, you know, getting that attention from those different schools, you're excited about, it. you know, Auburn as, as well. I mean, I attended a few camps in Auburn, um, through my, I think my junior and my senior year, and it was all new to me. You know, of course, you know, having my, my brother before me and see the things that he was going through, um, trying to get into college. But for myself, it was like, man, okay, where do I really want to go? And after I came out to the U and was around those guys in the locker room and seeing my brother interact with his teammates. I was like, man, I'm staying home. I'm not going anywhere else but the University of Miami. So it was it was quite easy for me uh, once it got to that point for me to commit and make that decision. I didn't take any visits to any other school. Um, myself, personally, I didn't want to lie to them. You know, and I think now nowadays a lot of kids want to go to schools. They want to put on the uniforms. They want to you Take know, pictures, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, they want to eat all the food. They want to do all this stuff on social media. For me, we didn't have social media. For me, it Thank was God. like, hey, I'm going to give you my word, 
and my word is my truth. So if I say that I'm coming to your school, I'm coming to your school. So I had to be honest with a lot of those coaches and let them know, like, hey, I'm not coming on a visit because I'm not. I know I'm not coming to the school. I'm going to the University of Miami. I, I love guys like him. You know, Duke Johnson was another one of those guys that he said he was coming to Miami and that's where he went. You know, he didn't have to do all that other stuff. I mean, that's a rarity, though. How many it kids, is a rarity. How many kids you actually say, like, hey, I'm committing here and I'm sticking well, with it, it through it, the whole the, process? The ones that are, you always were that last week before the signing day and oh, they God. were all going out to, you know, the West Coast or they were coming from the West Coast to the East Coast and you knew there was no shot that they were coming to your school, but it was a free trip, free meals. Let's do it, you know? Hey, listen, I took some trips. So I just wanted to see different schools you know i, I know i wasn't going to go play in the cold because it's cold it's cold and I, and I hate the cold but i just wanted to go and, and see okay maybe this is for me if it's not but you know we had a lot of dudes come to the u just for vacation right you know just like you know I, hey my mom's not gonna let me come here so hey, come, come i just want to come here and go to the beach come and, here in january you know from up north or something like that not a bad place to hang out for a couple and of days then, you right? know what they a lot of guys would come you know what was it, the week before Super Bowl, sometimes Pro Bowl be going on here, so there'll be all types of celebrities and parties, and they're like, I just want to go out. And you're kind of like, all right, well, I'm not hosting you no more, so stay in a hotel at Coconut Grove because I'm not taking you out if you ain't coming. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Uh, you, 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 mentioned, you mentioned your brother, Santana Moss, obviously mm-hmm. one of the uh, most prolific and, and great wide receivers to walk through the halls at the U. Did you feel any type of pressure to live up to his legacy when you came here? I didn't, man. I get that question asked a lot. You know, for myself, you know, Santana, that's my brother. You know, so um, he's taught me so much and I've learned so much you know, from him. So when I did have that opportunity to come to the University of Miami, I'm like, yo, I just want to, I want to learn and I want to play my game. I know what I can do. You know, I want, I want to um, excel in what I can do. And then once I got my opportunity, man, I was able to do that. But I never felt any pressure like I had to be him. I never felt any pressure like I had to. Know, put up his numbers or do the things that he did. I just knew with the given opportunity, man, I was going to make my plays. And when it came, I did what I had to do. You know, you've seen a lot of uh, players, kids try to come through, like Michael Irvin and uh, Ray Lewis. And it's been very hard for them to live up to the expectations. And I think part of it was is they just didn't have the talent that their their dad did. But I can't imagine, you know, being a kid more so than a brother to have to try to live up to someone like a Michael Irvin or a Ray Lewis. It's just almost impossible to do. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, you you can say it's impossible, but I, I think it's definitely as possible. But it has to be a mind. It has to be your mindset and what it is that you want that you see for yourself. And the work ethic as well. You know, you think about back in the days, I, I believe, you know, Ray Lewis and his <laughs> his resume speaks for itself. And Michael Irvin's resume speaks for themselves and what type of player it was and what type of time they put into their craft. So, you know, not saying that their kids didn't, but I feel like if they did put that time in to be who they wanted to be, that they could be, you know. Um, and I, I understand the pressure, man. I, I understand, like, different kids, you know, they take and they interpret things differently. I know for myself, man, it was like, hey, I just want to be the best I can be. You know what I'm saying? I want to do what my brother was able to do. I don't have to put up his numbers, but I'm going to come out here and I'm going to shine and do what I want, you know, do what I have to do to help this team win. And that was my main focus, graduating and helping the team win. You, you hear what all the greats that come through and on the show say, have in common? There's yeah. that, that, that four-letter word, work, 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 work. 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 <laughs> 
Yeah, you know, we, we hear all these new guys talking about, oh, yeah, we're going to do a little extra field, work after in the field, or we're going to watch a little extra film. And it's like, dudes, the recipe to success is work and then work again, you know, because that guy in Tallahassee, in Alabama, wherever it is, he's working hard. And the guy in Virginia Tech's working hard. You know, he's got a lunch pail with him. So, you know, these guys that think that it's just come to Miami and be a superstar, it just doesn't work that way. Yeah, I mean, that's that's just them thinking from the individual, you know, for themselves, you know, um, and not thinking about the team. You know, if we all collectively put our, you know, put our talents together, we'll be able to, you know, succeed and be successful. And I think for myself, when I came in, it was so many guys on the team that was motivation to me. You know, it was inspiring for me to see those guys put it in that work ethic. It was inspiring for me and motivating for me to see these guys run the way they did in the sand pit and also excel the way that they did in, in the classroom. I was like, yo, Kelly Jennings to me, I was like, I want to do what Kelly's doing. Yes. Straight he was out. a stud, man. I was like, stud. He was a stud on the field and off the field when it came down to class. So I was like, okay, how can I apply myself like Kelly is applying himself in the classroom to get better grades? And then when I got on the field, I was like, okay, Ryan Moore is catching better than me. Okay, that's not, you know what? I'm going to do what Ryan's doing. Ryan Moore is running great routes. I'm going to do it. So it was helping me. I was pulling little things for every player, every receiver that was in that core group and putting into my little brick basket. So every time I did step up, step out there and get an opportunity, I was, I was shine, you know, because I was grabbing little things that, you know, we would stay after and we was catching the ball or I would stay in the meeting rooms with CJ and we would go over film and break down defenses or, you know, when Cal Wright came in and I had Brock Berlin and all of these guys. And we, I was like, yo, I want it. <laughs> I want it for myself, but I also want it for my team. So I know if I do my part, I can help my team. And that's what it was all about for me. You want to talk about work ethic. You know, when Sonoris is there, I was – I was a freshman. He was a sophomore. That dude's a freak, okay? Tell you what it is. The dude's a freak. <laughs> he doesn't know, but he can fly. You know Snorris can fly. Did you know that? I did not know that. Listen, we're doing vertical jump days, right? You know, everyone's doing the vertical jump, and I'm like, all right, cool. I got a good thing. Here comes Sonoris. I swear, he floated. Like, he jumped. I don't know <laughs> if you remember this because there's a picture of it. He jumped, and I'm like, bro, he's flying. He's flying. He's, like, staying in the air, and I think it was, what, 41, 42 Inch vert or yeah, something 42, ridiculous, yeah, 42. Yeah, bro. Yeah, ridiculous. I'm like, well, I'm not gonna get that. I'm going home. <laughs> I could keep up with that, you know. I try to keep up quickness wise, five ten five and that but kind does, of stuff. Does a punter need a vertical leap? No, but you got to remember this. It doesn't matter. Like for us at it's the just U, competition, it right? wasn't position. It was like you put on the jersey in the weight room. We're just gonna compete, right? You know, whether it's you want to see your name on the wall. There, I want to right? see my name on the wall, I so you. I can be forty and fifty years old and bring my kids and be like, "Look, I'm telling you, your dad's fat now, but he did something back in the day." I mean, I'm, I'm sure Sonoris isn't fat because you know modeling and, and TV and stuff, but he goes up, shows his son, "Hey, look, I told you, here's the picture," and he's literally floating in the air. I was amazed. Well, I have this picture back actually at home now, but it, it was a picture from the Georgia Tech game in Jacksonville for the Gator Bowl. And there's a picture of Andre King and Santana Moss, like <laughs> celebrating after a touchdown. And I swear to God, you talk about someone flying. It, I mean, both of them are up in the air, but Santana's up like a foot higher than King. I'm telling you, they got, some, they got boinkers man, in that know? family, yeah. man. They got boinkers. <laughs> they put in the hard work, but they got boinkers, man. I'm like, how the heck did he jump that high? Like, I don't get it. You know, the one good thing that Sonoris didn't have to fear going into college. So I say fear because as freshmen back in the day, we feared the locker room sometimes because you had these dudes like 
Big V, Sean T that were just mean, you know, and they'd come to hazing days and, you know, you have to shave your head and you have to sing and dance. Well, you know, I'm a freshman and they're telling people to sing. Next thing you know, they call up Nori. I'm like, Nori ain't, ain't a freshman. And then I, went, I, I saw why they called him up. He starts singing. I'm like, holy he shit. He set the bar too high for any of you guys, right? What? <laughs> so Nori sang. I said, oh, I can see why they're calling him up right now. <laughs> what was that like? Did they ever call you up the very first time? They'd be like, sing, and then all of a sudden you drop the mic on them? Oh, man. Well, not in college. In the pros, that actually happened. But in college, man, they did try to haze up. Of course, they were still cutting our hair balls. Yep. You know, it was cutting our hairs and, um, when I got to the University of Miami. And I remember after the practice, I was pissed. I was like, yo. Y'all better not touch me. <laughs> I, was, I was like, don't touch me. I was like, you know what? And then collectively, we got together like, hey, when we go back to the dorms, we're going to shave our heads. Because, you know, it's one thing to shave our head. But then another thing, they was like put designs, uh-huh. shaving guys one side off and keeping the other side on. I'm like, yo, if you're going to do it, bro, shave my head. No matter of fact, once I get back to the dorm, we just all shave our heads. And take so all we the came fun away from them. You know, we came back the next morning. All of our heads were shaved. Myself, Glenn, um, Akeem Jolla, may he rest in peace, uh, Ryan Moore, Greg Thrip. Like, all of us had our head, our head, Brandon Merriweather, we had our head shaved. It was like, hey, that's, we, let's go. That's what we got to do. But in the pros, I remember when I got to the Giants, man, I got drafted in training camp, and, you know, they were hazing. They was tying guys up. They was making guys sing. And we had to stand up. We had to say what round we got drafted in. We had to say what our signing bonuses was. And then we had to do something. <laughs> So for me, I was like, said my name, said my signing bonus. Everybody like, oh, they're acting crazy. Like, oh my God. Let me hear that money. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Like, oh man, he just got paid. So I started singing. I literally said maybe two words out of my mouth. They said, man, sit down. (laughs) They did not let me get it singing. Can we haze him now? Can, can we can, can we hear a bar? Can we hear something? You know what you got? Oh man! I, I mean, yeah. I mean, I can I can always I can always um, knock something out. Um, Jesus, your love. I got goosebumps, takes man. my breath away. I can't get you off my mind. I think about you night and day. When the tear drops from my eyes. All right, that's it. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. Let me throw my panties on the stage right now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God there's no customers in the store. I mean, right? you say you can do a little something. That was that was amazing. It really was. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. If I did that, I'd break this mic in half right now with my voice. Yes, we would. <clears throat> you want to hear this? No. no? Okay, no, okay. No, we don't. Okay, no, He no, set no. the bar way too high. What? Okay, so now— In a vertical leap and in the singing any, department. Any uh, players moving forward— if we have to say hidden talents, I don't know if they're going to beat that. Now, do you do any singing at all now? Um, I haven't recorded anything in a, in, a, in a while, man. I haven't at all. I mean, of course, I sing around the house, me and my son sing and stuff. But, yeah, I haven't recorded anything. I um, I think the last time I, like, really sung, I was on a show. And my character that I had, he was, like, you know, dealing with a dating this girl. And I had to sing for her at her birthday. I think that was, like, the last time I really sung. Um, where, you know, someone will be able to see it. So uh, uh, You might want to do some more now. That was pretty I was going to say, uh, you might want to go to your what, album. X Factor or all, <laughs> what are those things shows? I mean, America they got, got talent. They got stuff out there left and right for you guys. Yeah, man, I'll put, I'll put something on wax soon, man. I'll record, I'll record something. I actually want to get, I actually want to do some, some theater work as well, man. I love theater as well, you know, um, some musicals. 
and everything. So, I mean, I know that stuff will come up soon for myself and I'll be able to do that. Is that is that nerve wracking too, or is that a breeze since you've played in front of like 80,000, 90,000 people to go up and, and, and play a character in theater? Um, I haven't I haven't done any theater work, but I'm pretty sure, you know, like anything, man, those nerves come, you know, before the game, you get nervous. But, you know, when you when you practice and you work on your craft, when it's time to go and they say lights, camera, action, you go out there and you perform. So the same as well, you know, when I'm getting ready to, you know, film and they got the camera dead smack in my face and you have to, you know, recite these lines. It's like you block all of that stuff out work for myself. You know, I know that's people in the room. I know there's a camera. I know there's a boom. I know there's, you know, someone with a mic standing next to me or I may have a mic on me. But when they say lights, camera, action, man, it's time to go and it's time to perform. So that's the joy of it, man, just being able to be prepared, you know, being prepared and, and put that work in. So when that time does come, you can shine. Let me ask you this, because I feel like this is the most difficult thing for actors. I, I don't know how I would do it, but crying on cue. How the mm. heck do y'all do that? It's a, I mean, it's, it's something within. You definitely have to tap into. I mean, it's an emotion of maybe a previous experience, something that may have hurt you or something that may have brought some type of discomfort. And if you can tap into that within a few seconds, then the tears can definitely come out. I mean, I had to use it before. I did a short film uh, maybe like four or five years ago. Um, it's called Prison Without Walls. And it's actually on, it's actually probably on YouTube still. It's maybe like a 10, 15 minute short film. And I played um, a character where um, I got incarcerated. I made, had like my final three strikes. I got incarcerated, but my younger brother came to visit me and he didn't know that this was gonna be the last time that we actually saw each other. You know, and um, we had a moment of exchange words and I said something to him. And in that moment, I was able to tap into it and like this tear, Denzel, a tear just dropped out. And even being able to do that was like, yo, I tapped into another realm of, you know, being an actor, being able to accomplish that. Denzel, that's the man right there. If you had to name a top five, who's your top five actors or actresses of all time? Of all time? Ooh. Um, I would definitely say Denzel Washington. I'm gonna do a mix. Viola Davis is actually absolutely amazing. I love Viola. Uh, top five of all time. Oh, or how about man. this? How about this? How about this? How about this? Instead of top five, who do you look up to as an actor and actress to try to draw? Like you, you mentioned, you looked at Ryan Moore with his hands and draw something from his what he was doing. What do you look for as far as actors or actresses that you look at and be like, okay, I need to work on this, or I'm trying to be like this. <clears throat> okay. Um, a good friend of mine, he's, he's an actor. His name is Will Catlett. Talking about a powerful, powerful actor, young actor. We're probably like the same age. Now, he's someone, and I don't even know if you know this, that I look up to when you talk about having some actor, you know, acting chops and being able to be um, just the versatility that he brings to the screen. Um, and that's someone that I definitely look up to, man. And when I see him in different shows and he's doing his thing, I'm like, Will's bringing it. I got. I got to go. I got to step my game. But Will's definitely bringing it. So he's definitely someone to. He's on the rise. If you guys ever get a chance to see him, his name is Will Catlett. He's a friend of mine. So he's a great actor. That's what's up. Harry, you got an acting before, huh? No, no, no acting. No. Stunt, stunt now, devil. So, North, did you go out to California and get acting lessons, or have someone coach you on that, or it was just more of uh, just inner inner you? Oh, no, you, no, you definitely, um, I'm definitely fine-tuning my, my skills by going to classes and taking classes, even now, you know, still taking classes. 
um, acting classes is learning the technique of being an actor and understanding the business and understanding, you know, how to tap in and use certain tools when you're on set, how to break down the script and everything else and how to, you know, build a character because, you know, you get these papers and they have these characters and you have to build these characters up um, and then you can go out there and, and perform. So I'm definitely, definitely, definitely um, getting coaching. That's what's up. All right, let's take it back to the you. So there's been some fond, fond memories of you, some big-time plays. You know, you had the was like 89-yard bomb against Wake Forest, obviously the other bomb against Florida State in 04. You had the screen pass. You know, what is your favorite play of all time or your favorite memory as a Kane? Ooh, my favorite memory. I think my very first game or my very first, my very first catch Actually, it was it was it was with Ken Dorsey, man, in a game. Um, we played against Wake Forest. No, not we didn't play against Wake Forest. We played against West Virginia. In West Virginia, nice place, right? Hard when they had the hard turf. <laughs> when it was like when it was the rug, <laughs> and the so batteries were flying down. Listen, it was it was it was tough up there, but um, yeah, that was my very first catch, man, in college football. I caught it from Ken Dorsey, so that was huge for me. Um, thinking that, you know, he threw multiple passes to my brother, but then for me to get to the University of Miami, he's still there. And we played against um, West Virginia. He threw, I think I caught a slant, I caught something, but it was from Ken Dorsey. So that was like one of my, you know, one of my favorite memories for myself because it was my first catch and it was from Ken Dorsey. But um, one of my greatest memories, of course, it would have to be 30 seconds left on the clock. <laughs> yes. Brock Rollins. Brock Rollins in the shotgun. <laughs> he changes the he changes audibles the play at the line of scrimmage and he throws me the the screen and I take it in for the touchdown to top the game against Florida State in 04. One of the greatest memories of my life, man. I will remember that forever. All right. So what was the initial play call then? Was that all on Brock or was that the coach saying, hey, change it now? Or did Brock see something and be like, look. I'm changing on myself and Sonoris is going to you. Um, for I think we were in like in a two minute, I believe, during that time. Cause it was, I think we were in down in two minute and he he called something. I can't remember exactly what it was. Man, that, that was that was a long time ago. Yeah, we're we're old. My bad we're old. <laughs> but, <laughs> can't remember exactly what the play was at that time, but Nebraska you know, gave me that look. Gave me that look and he audible it. And I was like, okay, it's time. And I kind of like adjusted my feet because I knew the ball was coming my way, but it's so interesting when we ran that play because we was running that play in practice for a few weeks. And I was probably like the only guy that was running the right way that, you know, CJ and, and, and Dan wanted, wanted me to run it at that time. You know, they said, catch the ball, press up field and hit outside. And every time I got my rep in practice, I was the only one catch the ball, press up field, bounce outside and take it a distance. So, when it came down to the game and it actually worked out how we practiced it the whole time, man, it was, it was beautiful. And as you know, <laughs> what happened after that? Yeah. I mean, I mean, listen, hitting outside, that was, it, it's a little bit more than that. I don't think most human beings could hit that cut that you did. I was like, yo, where did that come from? I think I would have broke my ACL ankles and everything just to cut back. And you know, how did, did you see it or did you just the vision to say like, okay, I know my crease is going to be there. Or is that how the play's drawn up? I, I knew the development of the play was working out perfectly when I put the ball and I think I had two of my O-linemen cross my face and I knew for a fact. I was like, oh, it's, it's coming. 
I know once they once they cross me and I hit up Phil, I was like, it's time for me. And I seen the safety come down. Pat Watkins, I believe, came down and I plant. When I see him come down, I plant and bounce outside. And once I see him come down like that, I knew that I could get outside because everybody else had no wash down. So yeah. yeah, that was uh, yeah, that was nuts. That was that's definitely. A, I think it's a top twenty play, top fifteen play of all time in Miami history. When they did the countdown, it's like that's right, baby. Sonora's to the house. I mean, listen, those are the type of things that you know when you when we're older, we all get together, have a drink that we we talk about that, reminisce in those times that you know some of the things that you know you guys are able to pull off. Were I mean, most humans can't do it. You just really can't yeah. do it. But again. You mentioned earlier in the conversation, work ethic, work, work, work. You were the one in the, in, in the, in the practice that kept working at it and kept getting it right. And look, it paid off. You know, yeah. you, you just mentioned a guy that I don't know if a lot of Canes fans really, truly know. CJ, Coach Johnson, I think is one of the most, the biggest characters that we've ever had at the U. But also, I mean, you want to sure. talk about development of talent, seeing talent, coaching him up. You know, talk to us a little about Coach uh, CJ. Man, yeah, man, Coach, Coach, Coach CJ meant so much to me. Of course, you know, meeting Coach CJ when, you know, my brother Reggie was, was at the University of Miami, but also, you know, when I got, when I was able to come to the University of Miami, he, you know, he believed in us, you know, as, as young men, man, he wanted us to succeed and he knew the formula. Like, you know, he knew what it took for us to have some type of success on the field. He knew what it took for us to, you know, become the players that we wanted to be. And it was up to us to go out there every day and to put in the work in order to be or become those players. And I mean, every day, man, CJ was on me. Yeah. <laughs> he was on me. He was on Ryan. He was on Jolly. He was on Nuke. He was on D Hester. Even when D Hester was making his transition back and forth from DB to wide receiver, and he was on Andre. He was on Roscoe. He was on Jason Gathers. Like you know, he was on Ethnic Sands. You think about all the guys that was in that in that room at that time when I, especially when I first got there. Uh, with Andre Johnson and all those guys. And and so he, the thing about Coach, Coach CJ, man, he believed in us and he never gave up on us. Even when we did, you know, um, <laughs> make little bonehead mistakes or, you know, we were young men. Of course, you know, we, we thought that we knew it all. We thought that we had it all together and we would do our own things, but we knew when it came back to the fundamentals of what Coach Johnson was teaching us every day, that if we went out there and we did it in practice, when we get the opportunities to gain, we would shine. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful for coach Johnson, man. And as you, as you know, man, a lot of people probably don't know, but he went on to the saints and coached some great wide receivers at the saints left and went to Tulane university, kind of changed that program around as a head coach left Tulane and went back to the saints where he's still, you know, um, developing some great players in the NFL. So salute to coach Johnson, man. Coach CJ. CJ Walk, he really, he's you know, the, you talk to a lot of these wide receivers that had him. They all say nothing but great things about him, and his success is proven on the field. You know, I mean, he's got so many great guys that have gone on from college and into the pros and done well. I mean, listen, I have to give props to CJ too because he's the first dude to say, "Hey, why don't you come run some routes with me?" After we were like messing around in practice exactly. on scout team, and he was like, "Hey, bro, why don't you come run some routes with me?" And I'm like, oh, "Okay, he's messing with me now," but he was dead serious, and I was like, "Yo, this is it's almost like." I don't know what's the word I'm looking for that you feel a certain type of way that he actually saw something in me when he's had all these great players before me and in the receivers room to say, why don't you come run some routes with me? I thought it was a joke at first. I'm not even going to lie. But yeah, CJ is, CJ is a man. He had to deal with a lot of knuckleheads, you know, like Nuke, T-Buck, Jala. Man, I'm not going to put that. I'm not going to put this stuff out there. I'm going to let them come on and talk about it. But 
you know, Nuke had the CJ Walk impression. That was the funniest thing ever. Yeah. Ever. I mean, he's a knucklehead, but Nuke's the man. Yeah, man. I, yeah. And Kevin Beard. I forgot, man. We had Kevin Beard as yep. well. Amazing wide receiver, man. So yeah, man, we had a we had a we had a receiver room full of um, you know, young, great talent, man. I was glad I was a part of that for sure. That's what's up. Now you, you go ahead. We talk we talk on a lot of these shows about competition and that good competition makes each and every one of you better. Do you agree with that? I absolutely agree with that. Yeah, because we've seen so many guys that don't really have the competition, but they never really kind of get to that next level because I think competition helps them get there. Yeah, those guys made me better, man, as a, as a wide receiver. Even even coming in, I mean, you think about it. The year that I came in, I think Ryan Moore was like number one receiver in, in the nation, I believe. Um, then Akeem Jala was maybe five or four in the nation or maybe nine. And you had Donnell Jenkins. He was all everything down here in Miami. You know, he can do it all. He can play DB. He can play quarterback, wide receiver, running back. He can do it all. Devin Hester was who he is and who he <laughs> he will always be. You know, so and you, and myself coming in, I'm coming in from a high school that barely threw the football. We ran the ball every other down. You know, so when I did get my opportunities in high school, I was able to shine because my coach believed in me. And when those opportunities came, I was prepared for them. But then when I got to UM, still learning still understanding how to control my steps, still understanding how to come out of my breaks, how to catch the football, how to run routes correctly, and um, knowing what to do when I got the ball. But all of those guys around me was important factors to me because they motivated me and they they made me want to compete and want, made me want to get better every day. So when I did step up on the field, I was like, yo, I got to outshine. How many guys in the group? Okay, I got to outshine about four or five guys today. You know, it's, it, it wasn't no love loss or anything like that. I love those guys. I still talk to the majority of them now, but I just wanted to be the best that I could be and, and utilize my time as much as I can out there at the University of Miami, and I did that. That gave me goosebumps right there. I'm ready to go run some routes, but I feel like I'm going to tear both my hamstrings if I do. <laughs> Def, I definitely tear a hamstring right now. Try to run. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, yeah, no, nah, I'm, I'm good. I'm cool. Coach, you got that? He's over there. You know, I, I, I know you, you know, stay up with the team and what's going on and, you know, the Miami. And we, we finally bring back, I guess you would say, a, a senior-led team with some older guys, you know. Mm-hmm. Um what do you think this team has to do to actually take the next step next year with bringing back De'Eric King on defense? we got Bubba Bolin as receivers. Mike Harley obviously has a chance to break some records. And then you bring in the transfer Rambo from OU. They have to believe that they can. And not just, not just say it. You know, a lot of times we speak on like, oh, yeah, I can do this, I can do that. But I think as a team, as a complete team, they have to believe in themselves that they can do it. And I think once they tap into that, um, that they can go out here this season and, and, and win some football games. You know, like like you know, man, we've been in some games. We played some games when we were in school, and we we fought hard against some some really good you know really good teams. But we did not lay down. Like you know, we knew that collectively as a team. Like yo, you do your thing. We gonna go and take care of business. And I think that's what these young men have to do. A lot of times it's about the individual. You know, guys are out here like, hey, I want to get my route. I want to get my stats. I want to get my touchdowns and I'm cool. And it's like, no, man, it's a team. It is a team. And if you do things, you have to, if you do the right things as a team, then you'll you'll eventually get your individual stats as well. But I think these guys have to truly believe that they can do it, go out there and apply themselves every day, 
Um, and then when that opportunity comes this year, man, they can go out there and put up some numbers and beat some really good teams. You know, a lot of a lot of fans, you know, oh, we can't beat Alabama. And oh, why are we even playing? And it's like, hopefully our team doesn't believe that. And I don't believe they do. I believe that this team has got more depth, more better, greater leadership than they've had probably since around when you guys played. Because quite honestly, you know, Derek's brought so much senior leadership and, and maturity to the team and you see it start trickling down to other players and, and you know the accountability that you all had when you played that you had to either perform or other guys let you know about it in more ways than one some of them hurt more than others I guess but oh, yeah. you know they they held each player to the high standard of if we're going to be the best we all have to expect the best from each one of you exactly and I think this team right now has that better than it has in a long time and if they can stay healthy I think they have a really good chance for a great season. Look, this is my this is my stance on Bama. Okay, do I think we have a chance? Of course, you always have a chance. It's, it's, it's if a you game. You play the game right. You play the game the right way. You have a chance. I just personally believe when it comes to Bama, we got to score in the forties to beat that team. Because mm. if they don't score in the forties, you know what Bama's gonna do? Bama's gonna run the ball down our throat because they got the Great Wall of China as offensive linemen. <laughs> I know they got a new they got a new quarterback. I get it. It's cool, but he's not a true freshman. He's a redshirt freshman. And if they're able to run the ball, that hard play action pass at all American tight end that they have, I think is going to give us issues. So if Derek and Coach Lashley can put 40 something on the board, we can win the game. It's possible, brother. It's possible. It's possible. Got to believe. Got to believe. I'm gotta glad be. it's moved to afternoon game, so if we do win, catch me at Tootsie's. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man, I can't wait to see it, man. I can't Who's wait. To see it. I don't know if I'll be down here. I'll probably be in LA, man. But I know we have a um, we have an LA chapter, University okay. of Miami, LA chapter, in, in 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 Los Angeles, man, where we all like meet up and watch the games, man. So that's usually fun too. And it's you know you talking about it's it's the real deal, man. It's lit. It. So, it's so Norris, do, do you have any dealings with Lamont Kane out there? Oh man, yeah, I spoke to Lamont. Um, a few times, man. I haven't spoke to him in a minute, you know, pandemic and everything. But yeah, yeah, Lamont Kane. I haven't seen him because he's in the movie while. business. Yeah, yeah, he's doing a, he's doing a few things out here too. I haven't seen him in a while, but I did meet up with him a few times um, in LA. Yeah. Who? Um, um, Lamont Kane was a running back back okay. in the nineties. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. See, I, I was late to the to the party when it came to college football. Yeah, you're probably in elementary school then or something. Like yeah, that. yeah, nineties. Yeah, elementary. Yeah. I was born eighty four. Yeah. yeah, I'm a, I'm a youngin. <laughs> I'm a youngin', so sometimes names get thrown around. I'm just like, my well, he, bad. He's in the yeah. movie business. That's why I asked because he, he's he's out there producing. Yeah, yeah he's, also, he's also like producing and doing stuff out in LA as well. Yeah. Oh, that's what's up. I mean, I do I do home movies and stuff like that, but I don't think they're ever gonna get it to like the the big screen, you know? Oh yeah. <laughs> All right, Sidoris, man, we really appreciate you taking we out the time. Huh? <laughs> I said, we hope not. <laughs> hey, look, it worked for Kim Kardashian. It could work for me. She, oh, man. She, she capitalized on don't, it. Don't do it, bro. Don't do it. <laughs> All right. I'm not going to do it. I might have disgraced my mom like that, and she'd be just, don't what the it. hell is my son doing now? Nah, I won't do that. Nah, but Has listen. she ever said that? Disgraced her? No. What the hell is my son doing now? Yeah, there was one time in high school. Um, one time, okay. I'm gonna save. I'm gonna save that story for another time. Okay. There, was, there was one time in high school on Halloween. Yeah, you know, she told me not to do something. Yeah, and you did. I kind of did something. 
Just have a hard time believing that. Yeah, being a kid, being a knucklehead, you know, thought I knew everything. Thought like, yeah, I'd be cool in this neighborhood dressed like this. And I I definitely was not cool in that neighborhood dressed like that on Halloween. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Didn't work out well, though. But uh, Sonoris, man, we really appreciate the time taking us down memory lane. You know, best of luck. I, I'm looking forward to the, I, w- I won't say CD because that's going to make me sound old, but I'm looking forward to the album release when you do have it or X Factor or any of those shows. Keep us up to date. You know, oh. where can Kane's fans find you if you got anything going on? Oh, man, you can find me on my social media. Um, it's at Sonoris Moss, at S-I-N-O-R-I-T-E-M-O-S-S. That's on Twitter. That's on Instagram. Yeah, man, but you'll definitely see um, a movie coming out soon. I have another commercial that's dropping. Um, I have a few films that's coming out soon, and I'm working on a few other projects I can't speak on right now. But okay. Yeah, stay tuned. Sure. All right, that's what's up. Then we'll definitely stay tuned, and then w- once you actually release that, you know, we'll make sure to retweet it and get it out there so the Canes fans can check you out. I appreciate that, man. Appreciate, appreciate it, brother. Appreciate you, man. Take it easy. Thank you. Be well. Do you. Another great interview. I mean, listen, when you, when you got the guys like we have, it, it makes our job so easy. I mean, literally, we just tee them up to something, and then they just go. And they have great stories. They have guys like Sonoris Mossets. I mean, this is what he does. He's right. a movie star. So this is this is easy to him. Well, it's it's nice to see guys that are successful after football, so to speak. And you know, because you know, that's why you keep keep going harping on these kids. Get your education. Get your degree. Get your degree, you know, because I used to kid everybody. I said, listen, other than Ray Lewis, who's gonna play po- football forever? And now he doesn't play football anymore. And what does he do? He's making money doing lots he's, of things. He's in but, media. He's yeah, in right. investments. But, but the, the whole thing goes back to is that education will long last your football oh. playing, baseball playing, whatever, you know? I mean, listen, the percentage, I believe, is less than 3% yeah. of D1 athletes actually make it in the league. And, I mean, we're not just saying, like, okay, yeah, two years, you're not making life-changing money. That's right. a, that's the lifespan of a football player. But, you know, when you come to the U and you, you get the education that we do have here, it's amazing. And then also the connections that you make. It opens up so many doors, life after football, that all you got to do is pay attention to the people around you that are surrounding you at this university because you will meet some amazing people that I'm still friends with today that I met at Miami just in passing at an event, an alumni thing, and it's opened so many doors for me and so many other guys. And, and I love seeing my former teammates being successful and being able to support them in any way that I can. Yeah, and it, you know that's kind of the sad part. I talk talk all the time about you know in the days earlier before we had events and we had barbecues and golf tournaments and all this stuff, and it was so much nicer because we got to meet the players, yeah. and of course the players got to meet us. And like you said, now you know some of those people from those days and networking in the community. You know, I was always asked by basketball, "Can you hire someone over the summer?" Or you know, I, I've had. You know, Devin Hester worked here. You know, uh, we've had plenty of players go through here and work here. And that's not quite the same anymore. So you don't have that kind of relationship in the community that I think is important. Um, But, yeah, it's so great to see guys be successful and, you know, to see, you know, Sonoris on a commercial or, you know, in a movie and stuff. That's that's really kind of cool. Nah, that was cool. That was I was like, oh, Coach Sonoris, I see you, dog. There you go. Coach (laughs) them kids up, baby. No, it's it's always great for that, you know. And then – Hopefully he can get like a, a, a big time, you know, movie role, or a big time hear, series role. I, mean, singing, I want to see him singing. singing. It. That was pretty good, man. If he goes into like a, a, a show that has singing involved in and stuff like that, I mean, he's going to crush it. 
you know, good-looking dude, sings well, in shape. Like, how, I mean, he how, sings like that. I can't imagine a girl just melt right in his hand right I mean, there. Right? You know, that's that's one thing I wish I could do. You can just sing, and all of a sudden they're like, ooh. Yeah, I used to ask the friends who could play the guitar, you know, and that would always be their their move, you know, to get that going. Of you know? course, I mean, why not? If you we'll sit out there at the beach, a little fire going, and oh, let me get my guitar. Oh, you got a guitar? Yeah, yeah, I, I'll, I'll play a little something for you. Or Sonoris, oh, I'll sing you a little something. Yeah. I, I wrote a song for you. Huh, thanks. Thanks, Sonoris. we got to compete with you now. <laughs> All right, Kings fans, well, appreciate you. He's on the West Coast, so you, you know you got the whole East Coast, or at least Florida covered well, he when comes, he's not here. He comes back all the time. Yeah, but, you know. Come on. I mean, I, I, I'll do my own thing. I'll go out to L.A. He'll show me a good time, though. I bet he would. I bet he would. There's always a good time in L.A., right? Oh, yeah. That's another day's story, another story. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, Gaines fans, appreciate you tuning in. Until next week, we out.